board. And uh, we're going to... Uh, do you want to wait a couple seconds till he comes or uh, just, you know, dive right in? Are we recording now? Oh, yeah. We're full on recording. So the podcast and the Facebook? Everything's uh, running like it should be. So we've been notified that Dan slept in. I would begin by just asking you the question as an opener. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking, I can't remember the last time I slept in. And when I mean slept in, you know, I don't mean like no commitment and then, you know, I'm going to get up at 7 and then roll over and then sleep into 8.20. I mean sleep in to miss a deadline of some sort. Can you? Uh, uh, like I can't remember. Like, oh, my God, I slept in. I have to be here. No, I got you. That type of thing. I got you. Okay, do you want me to explain even more? No, I do. I want you to, do, do you have any graphs or charts or <laughs> any backup material to explain yeah. what sleeping in is to me? Uh, I can't remember the last time I've done that, to sleep in, to miss a deadline. Um, I did have, it's I've, I, funny we're talking about it, funny. Um, but um, I had some great sleeps. Whilst we were away last week. And for me, what I mean by that is I I slept like well into the, the morning, like into 6.30 or 7, as opposed to work days. Like I had a terrible sleep last night because I wake up at 4.30, quarter to 5 thinking, okay, well, now I've got to get up at 6. And then I struggle to get back to sleep. When's, have you ever, did you, here, let me ask you this question. Did you ever miss the show by sleeping in? No. One time when we were at the edge of, uh, you know, there at Dundas. What do we call that? Edge of Young, well, no, you mean on the street or up, up, up top? The street studio. Uh, edge of Young and Shooter, I guess. Yeah, whatever that was. I tell you what, uh. can you, why don't you just tell this story? Yes. Actually, you know what? Don't tell the story. I got to go turn off the air. Okay. Because normally I just talk to everybody and tell everybody a nice story about something. Well, actually, it's this may be the first time in Howard and I, Humble and I history, that my birthday has passed and he never acknowledged it. That's an interesting tidbit. So yesterday was my birthday, and I didn't hear from Howard at all about my birthday. And usually he's the first to call or send some kind of a note, because he's like that. But, um, yeah. And not that I was sitting there waiting for his call or whatever. Who's that? No, I was just telling the audience that probably the first time in the history of Humble and Fred, because you're so good with this type of thing, that my right. birthday came and went without you acknowledging it. Well, smart guy, what do you what? think? What do you think I was calling you for? When? On Friday? Yeah. Well, my birthday was yesterday. Oh, was it? <laughs> I thought it was Friday. <laughs> you know my birthday's July 9th. No, here's what I did. I was calling you because I wasn't sure if I missed it or not. And I didn't, I thought, that's why I was, I said to you this morning, it's the first thing I said to you this morning. Look what? at your phone, see that I called. Yeah, but you were calling me about some um, <laughs> no, friend, Frangelica. No. Yes, Why can't you get her name right? Why is that so hard for you? 
<laughs> you know, you know. What it, is it again? I forget. You know, it's it Consuela. Who <laughs> <laughs> is Consuela? She was somebody's maid or something on a TV show. That's right. You know, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> her name is Juliet. Oh, it's Juliet. very simple. Right. I, I thought I have a niece with a name Juliet. Well, there you oh, go. I should remember that. You should. So yesterday was your birthday. I have a whole birthday bit right here. Whole birthday bed coming up as soon as Dan joins us. I knew it was your birthday. Guess what I got you for your birthday? A Wrexham hat. There it is. And someday it's going to come. Someday it's coming to your house. I love it. I also have a check for you here, too. Um, Yeah, I I thought I wasn't. You know, I. I, For some reason, I thought it was Friday. I thought it was this. Was Friday the 6th? No, Friday would have been the seventh. Yeah, I thought it was in there somewhere, but it was yesterday. Yeah, happy birthday! Uh, no problem. And again, don't. It's not like I was sitting there going, "I haven't heard from Howard yet." I'm not that type of guy. Mm. It's just during the day that oh, I'm sure Howard will probably call me today or send me a note. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, when I'm scrolling through the notes that I got. Because I'm not on social media, so there's there's no way of wishing me a happy birthday that way. People tend to text me. And I'm scrolling through, and I thought, oh, look at that. Usually, you know, Howard's big on the birthday thing. And I'm thinking, that's good. It sort of takes pressure off when it's his birthday. I can miss one now. <laughs> wow. And, and, you know what? <laughs> just go back. First of all, go back and listen to everything you just said, and then tell yourself, well, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> That's not who I am. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's start the show without Dan, even though... uh, And here's why I had to run up and do the air. Because normally what happens, audience, is that Dan signs on around five or six minutes before we do the show. And as a last check, the last thing I do is make sure that the air in the studio is off. So it doesn't... Because Dan hates that. So uh, I missed that completely. So uh, here we go. Uh, We'll just do it. Uh, This is another episode of the Humble and Fred Show, uh, brought to you by the following people. Fred. Uh, That would be the Retirement Sherpa, uh, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Arkadak, as well as evnet.ca, AaronVentures.com, Stretch Lab Toronto, and Palma Pasta. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. Hang on. You know, we got uh, old Sleepy Butt, old Sleepy Dan. Yeah. Old, the old sleepy boy. Old yeah. sleep, old sleepy man. I've <laughs> done that for a while. We were just talking about how I, I, so I had, I haven't slept uh, through an alarm in a long time, but I was trying to remember if I had ever done it at the edge or another radio station. And I have, I probably a couple of times once with you. And probably once when I was on the eight person morning show at, Easy Rock or whatever before it was called Boom, and I, I I literally was woken up by the op at the edge. I'm not sure who was operating our show, but I didn't miss the show. I just missed the like, hey, it's five thirty. You're not here. Had you ever missed a shift, Dan? Like slept through a shift? Uh, with you guys, I did. Uh, I did once. You guys are really mad. I remember that. Mm. I, I didn't. You I didn't really miss those Where we were. Were yeah. we in Bramp? Were we, were you, oh, yeah, it would have been Bramp. Then, of course, you'd yeah, have been on it. Yeah, and that was when I first got to Toronto, and I lived right uh, behind Maple Leaf Gardens uh, right. for a little while. So it took me a little while to get there. Mm. So I was re- pretty late. 
the show. Yeah. And you recall us being uh, peeved at that? Oh, I do. Yeah. 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 You guys are both Not me. <laughs> no, no. But those those were the early days when we were really trying hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember one. I woke up. I woke up when we were there at Young and Dundas on the street studio one morning and I had slept in past the time that I should have left. So I phoned you guys quickly. And I said, listen, I'm running late. I'm running late. I, I, I might be able to make it. And then we used to, I, at 529, we signed on or something. Yeah, yeah. Late. Just before the news. And then I pulled the car up right in front of the studio, and I swarm or a bingo or somebody parked the car for me. And I ran in, and I had to do a sports comment. I did it off the top of my head because as I'm driving, I think, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So I didn't miss the show. And the thing is, I get up and I thought, I have to have a shower. I got to have a shower. So I quickly, I had a, like a two-minute shower. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Dan, were you drinking heavily last night? Is that what happened? <laughs> Not at all. I, I, had, I woke up like uh, 2.33 in the morning, and I couldn't get back to sleep until, I don't know, 4.30 or so. Yeah. So I, uh, that's what happened. And, and my phone uh, ran out of uh, juice. So I didn't... It, I always wake up at five five thirty, so it's was it's a weird one for me today. Well, Dan, we we were just starting the show. Like I, we were doing the intro uh, on your behalf, but are you in a place emotionally where you can do the intro for us so that you know we don't? Uh, I mean, now that you're here, would you mind? Yeah, sure. All right, well, thanks for doing that. All right, yeah. officially, here's Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, from the well-equipped Brampton facility with a pool, and from a lake with a canoe hanging from a tree, and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, Architect Outdoor Living, Palma Pasta, and our newest sponsor, Stretch Lab Toronto. And now, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? It just, uh, doesn't matter, you know. Here's two guys that... Uh, yeah, uh, poop talk, uh, resting heart rate, <laughs> jokes, music, it goes along, and uh, that's interesting. It's Humble and Fred. I love how, off the top of your head, the first adjective or descriptor you think about is poop talk. <laughs> um couple things because i was going to talk about some sleep related issues ironically and i have a and i was going to talk about fred's birthday which i apparently missed because i thought i called him on friday for some reason i did forget the exact date mm-hmm. it's july 9th did you text fred yesterday yes uh, mm-hmm, i did wow um just to back up a little bit while we're on the subject, and then we'll move forward. You mentioned poop talk, um, which we're known for. Uh, me and my suite last week watched all the episodes of Smartless on the Road. Yeah. And I was I was titillated, actually, at their amount of poop talk. Yeah, lots of poop talk. I saw it, How too. How much they talk about, you know, shitting and yeah. um, upset stomachs. <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman, like, if he has a poop during the day, he feels like he has to shower. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Um, I, it was I, I thoroughly I thought, enjoyed it, by the way. Yeah, those guys are very successful, and they have a lot of shit talk. A lot of shit talk. But, but our I wanna, general manager would hate their guts. Well, yeah. And, of course, uh, they were very successful. Um, 
But I wanted to say about uh, the birthday, Dan, as I, so I missed it. I missed Fred's birthday, but I was thinking about his birthday today. I wrote down a couple things that uh, Fred turned 67 yesterday. I was calling him Friday because I thought it's somewhere around this. I thought it was July 6th, July 7th. Yeah, I got it wrong. What are you making that face for? Yes, I was calling me about Julia. Yes, I I, was. But I was also going to wish you the best of the season. All right. All right. Listen, I have a hat here. You know, I've got a track record of thoughtfulness. (laughs) Howard, listen, when you went to turn down the air conditioning, that is the point that I made to the audience that is listening is that you are, when it comes to birthdays and stuff like that, you're dead on. You're the first guy I hear from usually. Wow. And that's why, that's why in this case, this is why it's even a subject. Because someone is you, like you, and your history of being all over that stuff, I thought, oh, he's getting old too. I, so, <laughs> so here's what I was thinking this morning. And, and Dan, follow along because I know you never think of these things. When I, so Fred is 67, I'm 63. Our combined ages now are 130. This is what I thought this morning. When I met Fred, so we're, our combined ages now, this, hold on to that number, 130 years old. When we started many years ago, I was 29, Fred was 33. Our combined ages of 62 are less than any of our ages now. This is what I was also thinking. Now, when I met you, Dan, I was 18. You were already 50. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd laugh at that. Yeah. uh Dan was always older than us. Older than me, anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. That's just what I thought. Fred, did you have a birthday cake? Oh, yes. Two, actually. Really? With candles on? Yeah, <clears throat> yesterday, um, the kids came over, and um, Doll allowed me to invite a friend over, so Buddy Doug... <laughs> you got to invite your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just one friend. Can I have a friend over for my birthday? <laughs> anyway, Doug wasn't up north, so he came over with Laverne, and her birthday is today. So we actually had a little combined celebration. So now, does that make does that bother you that you're on your birthday? The spotlight was being shared with somebody else. No, it was my idea. All right. Right. Did you guys play any games? Pin the tail on anything? Did anyone get the bumps? Did you guys have hot dogs? Did you have macaroni? No. Okay. None of that. (laughs) Uh, We sat out back, had a few beers, and then I made some hanger steaks. We had hanger steaks on bun with Doll's Thai noodle salad and Mm. fresh salad. And then, uh, you know those Roca cakes? They're very delicious. Expensive, but... um, I don't know what a Roca cake is. Anyway, they're they're very nice. uh, What what does that mean, a Roca cake? Well, that's the brand, Roca. But they're very nice. They're very delicious cakes. Oh, nice. And the the one I have is sort of... section or something? Yeah, and mine was sort of a uh, chocolate mousse, and uh, Doll got another one. I guess I could designate that to Laverne. It was sort of a, a lemon cake, sort of like the one the other day that Doll had, Dan, and you had a, had a taste of Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Was, that was good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, there was two cakes, and we each had candles, and I think five candles in each one, and we blew them out, and mm. yeah, it was a nice, a nice evening, um, afternoon and evening, yes. So that's what I did. 
I recently read an article about how many germs get transmitted to from your mouth to uh, the top of the cake yeah. when you blow it out. Yeah. It never occurred to me before. Hmm. That would be something. That Are you going to become more germ aware? Because you're the one that... <laughs> because you, you, you eschew the uh, dog licking... And there's, yes. a, there's an argument to be made that there are, you know, lots of stuff on a dog's saliva that may not be, you know, the best thing for you. Right, yeah. Well, you know, now about the cake thing, that, that's new to me. And oh. uh, the next cake coming up, I don't know if I'm going to just, you know, scrape a little bit off the top or not. Because, you know, when somebody does the... All sure. The, top of the cake. Yeah. See, see, there's another... And again, I say this loosely... Like my bow. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> loosely, like it's your bag. See, so you went bowel. I was going to go bag. For centuries and decades of your yes. life and everything, you know, it's the, tw- the this whole 24-hour newsreel. We just get too much information. Who gives a shit if somebody blows out a candle and a little spittle goes on? A like, little? Who cares? Like, think, hardly, about, well, think about every kid's birthday uh, party we've ever been to. Or hosted for our own children, or been children ourselves, yeah. has had a layer of gob on whatever cake, and you've been fine, Dan. Like, yeah, where is it all heading? Like, eventually, what, where are we going to be? And I've said this about my sweet little wife, too, who's quite, you know, in this stage of her life, way more aware of that stuff. And I'm, I'm convinced it's... We get too much information. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, don't do this. Oh, don't do that. And it's like, well, and not to take it to a a less serious place or a more serious place, I should say. But I mean, there we are. Yes, we have a lot more information than we used to. But some of that information is actually valuable. And so you have to decide, Okay, well, yes, that seems a bit much that you, you know, there's Mm -hmm. too many germs on the top of a birthday cake. But we are. I was going to use the word blessed, but uh, we're lucky to live in an age where we have information, where we can get information about things that were not available to us before. Absolutely. But again, it's the way you decipher it and you have to bring some logic into it. Like yesterday, we had some nice cheeses and dips and stuff out by the pool and a couple of times flies were flying around. Yes. And they land and that really bothers Delise. And then we were there and shooing it away, like Laverne shooed one away and then grabbed a piece of cheese. And I think Doll made the thing while I saw a fly land on a piece of cheese. I would cut that little piece of cheese off. And then, again, I, I don't say anything, but then I'm thinking to myself, well, the thing is, you could have your head turn, the fly would land and then take off. You never knew it was there, mm-hmm. right? It happens all the time and you eat it and we survive. But it's just the thought in the minds of some people. Sure. But again, if you just sort of rationalize, it's like, man, if it's like that's life. And on some level, we need. Sure. sure. But I'm curious if she she thinks that what the fly I'm curious is the the, shit. Yeah, I was going to say, but so she's worried that the fly took a shit on the cheese or no, it may have been on a turd in the backyard or the fly's feet were dirty from turd. They were turd dirty. And then landed on the cheese. Right. Dan, where are they also they also lay eggs? Hmm. What's that? Do they lay eggs? Yes. On the cheese. Yeah. Well, 
okay, I guess. But all and, I'm and you saying, ingest the eggs, I, yeah. You know, just growing up and everything, mm. flies in the summer were part of your life, and they land on stuff and then take off, and then it's like I don't give it another thought. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. It's just no, no. You're right. Listen, we we all grew up in a time when you know. We were kids running around in bare feet all day and popsicles landed on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. you ate. There was a certain amount of dirt we all ate, you know, I eat something from somebody's garden without washing it. You know, like the five, you know, the old five second rule, like, yeah, people horsing, you know, and I, I'm a proponent of that because I, I just know it's like I'm 67 and. I've never really been super aware of that stuff, and I'm still here, and I'm still, like, nobody died. Dan, where are you on the, the flies on your food? Uh, do you have an opinion about that? I'm a little less concerned about the flies, more concerned about the, the you know, it's a prior More concerned about the what? Either, yeah. About the, the blowing of the cake. Because there's more oh. likely, like the fly, you know, I, you know, I get it. There's going to be maybe something there. But, I, so but it has shit feet. Yeah. Yeah, but, tur- you know. turd feet, yes. Um, so you're worried... <laughs> You're worried. Tiny, tiny turd germs. Turd germs. To, turd germs don't bother me as much on a, a piece of cheese as somebody blowing on a piece of cake. But you don't know. Listen, every time you put food out, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on a, on a sunny day when a, a streak of sunlight will come into a room or your kitchen, you can see all that stuff floating in the air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in some kind of bio, you know, dome. Our whole world is filled with bacterium. I say, yes. you know why they say I say bacterium because I'm a scientist. Um, <laughs> we, our whole world of bacteria. Yeah, right? our whole world is filled with an like there's a amount of hair and bits of poo and and fly shit and wings and dirt. It's everywhere. Oh. Uh, you're saying we should mask up more then. <laughs> Dan. Poor Dan. All I know. Dan's going to go to go buy himself one of those little hats, little beekeeper hats. <laughs> if we knew mm. in a day or cared, yes. what we ingest in a This day, is what that, I'm saying. That, no, I know. Of that ilk, you know, if it bothers you, I mean, you'd probably just want to go in a tomb somewhere, no. uh, you know, um, um, you know, shut yourself off from the world, but that's just not reality. I did want to get back to one thing I said a few minutes ago. So our combined ages is 130, but if you add Dan's age, we're 230. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just thought of that late. That's a delayed. That's a delayed tag for you comedy fans. I was just bringing it back. Hey, speaking of birthdays. Here's what Anthony Jeselnik, see, I did prepare a birthday bit. Last year was a sad year for my family. Last year, my mom should have been celebrating her 60th birthday. But because of drugs, alcohol, and other terrible decisions, we all forgot. (laughs) There you go. See, I did remember. I just didn't know when. I just had no idea when it was. Um... I, uh, you said you didn't sleep well last night. I did have another incident. I know this is uh, kind of tied into the fact that we're all aging, the three of us, and Fred most recently. But I had, uh, went to sleep late, and uh, I went to bed around uh, 10.30, went to sleep around 11. At 11.25, I know this because I looked at my watch, and I had uh, one of those, uh, another one of those leg cramps, and they're insidious. It started off where I thought, oh, well, I sort of turned over. 
I was just about to fall asleep. I think I was already asleep. And I start to feel that feeling in your leg where you're like, oh. Was it your calf? No, this one was in my uh, inside of my uh, thigh, so in my groin area. Mm-hmm. And at first, you're sort of thinking, "Oh well, this this is. I'll just keep. I'll move a little bit, and maybe it'll go away." And it goes from that to now. I'm awake, and now I'm stretching it out. And the next thing you know, I'm like, "Should I call a hospital?" You know, it's so painful. And again, I don't know if you've ever had one where it's so painful where you have to get up and walk it off. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have, and it's horrible, but I've never thought of calling a hospital. That was a joke, really. Oh, okay. That was mostly a joke. (laughs) Just remember, we're not... No no wonder the ER (laughs) You know, remember, not all of our comedy is about shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kidding. No, but I I did. I went from like half asleep thinking, oh, this will be fine. I'll just turn over to now I'm walking up and down the, you know, the the bedroom hall trying to relieve it. And, And Dan... I know none of this stuff ever happens to you, but can you relate on any level to what I'm sure, saying? Sure, I, I can, you know, a little pain in some part of your body, no. I can understand that. Cramping, Dan. I, Leg I, I've had a cramping. Cramp. Not like that, though. I mean, how uh, long did it take for you to uncramp? I don't know, 20 minutes. And I know why I got it. Because, and I, here's the thing. I had a feeling I was... It's weird. I had a feeling I was going to get a cramp. Because I walked yesterday uh, whilst playing golf. And uh, I, I did about 15,000 steps between walking at golf, taking stand for a walk, just being alive yesterday, 15,000 steps. And I could sort of feel some, you know, that tension in your legs when you've worked out. And I had that feeling when I went to bed and I was like, hmm. But that was the first one I've had in a long time and really one of the worst ones I've ever had. And you hydrated properly throughout the day? You know, I thought I did. But when it's as hot as it's been segue coming to this heat when it's that hot it's hard to stay ahead of it like i drank liters of water pardon me but you know that kind of day where you drink so much water but you don't pee it out Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what it was maybe that's why i felt a little bit some tension in my lower limbs Mm -hmm. have you been eating enough bananas isn't there potassium and bananas that helps that i had a banana this morning and a banana yesterday Okay. Um, how have you guys been uh, coping with the heat up there? Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, yeah, a couple of days were really hot up there last year. But when you have the lake and a breeze coming down the lake, it's it's uh, okay. It's been stifling here. It's been like there was a yeah. couple of days last week. I had four tournaments Monday through Thursday. In various parts of the city and in London, Ontario. And it was just like the end of the day, your shirt is soaked. Again, drink liters of water, never urinate. Um, but I guess it would be a little bit different by the lake. There's six provinces in Canada. I know you don't believe in global warming, Dan, but there are six, <laughs> there are, yeah. there are six provinces in Canada that are having various stages of heat warnings. And uh, yeah. we're one of them. Well, four days in a row last year, uh, week. Yeah. They hit the first day and they said, this is the warmest day in the history of the world. And then three more followed after that. Like the average temperature on the globe, it was like 62.6 or something was the Fahrenheit was the average temperature on Earth. All the climates, every 
inch of the earth and uh and then i think three days after that followed with new records so i mean it's just things you can't ignore um you know and of course the you know people push back against global warming and will say well what happened you know in you know 1409 they could have had that but they mm-hmm. didn't keep records <laughs> no i know <laughs> like, yeah. you know what happened like, you know what else happened in 1409 you had a leg cramp they shot you yeah they cut your fucking head off yeah and uh it's funny you know the people that discount global warming it's almost gleeful like on fox news when they talk about it's almost they're almost like excited to 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 reject it oh yeah like like you know everybody else is stupid Look at us. We're so smart. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, we're, the, <laughs> we're, we're so... Look how yeah. clever we are. We don't Look believe in this. We are. We're so clever. We know all that statistics of the world going, you know, turning upside down. We, yeah. we know there's a, an excuse for that. It's God. It's God's work. That's yeah. right. Dan, what, is, what does God think about global warming? <laughs> oh, God's against it. You know... The people of Earth have uh, ruin, are ruining their planet. That's what mm-hmm. God thinks. What uh, what was God doing for all those years before printed word? What do you mean? Well, like oh. like before there was literally human beings that could write stuff down, right? Which is about six thousand years ago, or so. What uh, what was God up to? Because he didn't he didn't seem to have there was not a lot of stuff going on in the uh, the God world uh, before human beings could write stuff down. He was doing alternate godding. (laughs) Isn't that the best argument for the fact that there is no God, that there was not until human beings could write stuff down on in a book or a pamphlet, whatever. There was no recorded evidence of God. Oh, well, I don't know if that's true. There's because there's symbols going back further, right? There's, you know, like the, the well, I guess God would have come up before Egyptians, but Egyptians had stuff on the walls of their thing, they of their tombs. So yeah, they, that had, was, they had guys with ho- heads, horse heads on, they had men with heads on, you know what I'm saying, horse yeah, heads. Yeah, the, the hieroglyphics, yeah. which is, I guess, a language. Yeah, which, right. yeah. But so it, you're looking no, for, none of it had anything yeah. to do, had nothing to do with Jesus, had nothing to do with God. Anyway, that's, that's, that's for another discussion. Um, yeah, on the heat, I, I I did, was it Friday or Thursday? I forget. My boat, Darren's boat, my boat, we hadn't put in yet. Mine's actually on blocks up in this lot, parking lot, boat parking lot thing. And I was preparing it to put in the water for the next day. So this would have been Friday, put it in Saturday, however it worked out. Anyway, I was preparing it, and some something went wrong. I was jacking it up a bit just so it would be easier to get onto the trailer, and it fell off sideways into the gravel of the boat. Like, so I thought, oh, okay, no problem. I can probably get it upright again. Well, it turned out to be a tougher job than I thought. And at one point... I thought I've got to stop because I think it was 31 and Mm -hmm. really, really humid. Yeah. So not that I was losing my breath, but I was just so hot and I had no water or anything. It was like a few years ago, I would have just kept going like until I rectified the situation. But I started doing it and just the way I felt. I thought, holy cow, Fred, you're going to be 67 years old. and This is quite the job for two guys. It would be a lot easier. Just stop. Dan will help you with this. Darren will help you with this. 
But the feeling I had, it was like, boy, I'm up here all alone. I could easily, at my age, in this heat, with no water, mm-hmm. the exertion, and this jack thing, I thought I could keel over. Easily. You know, and it'd be supper time, and Dahl would say, Fred's not back from working on the boat yet. And then it would get dark. Fred's still not back. And then finally, somebody would go up to the parking lot, and there I would be lying under my boat dead right with a bunch of this went through my head because i i thought you know you've got to be mindful of that like i might be in decent shape for 67 (laughs) but you can't push it doll would come up there and see you covered in flies she's like i'm not touching him (laughs) (laughs) touching that um daniel i know you slept in but will you uh think you could uh come up with some news in about uh, half an hour's time yeah, I've got some news ready to Sorry go. Sorry to get okay. back into the fact that God doesn't exist for you, but hey, listen, if he did, if he did, he would have woke you up on time. <laughs> um, All right. Before you go, though, this is that thing I sent you. I'm not sure you ever listened to it. I know for I, I listened to half of it. I was I didn't have a good system to listen. Yeah, to it you, uh, you'll lug it. It's the uh, it's one of these. Uh, it's, it's a recording of a Steely Dan song. That they discovered is from the Gaucho sessions in 1979, 1980, and uh, I've wanted to play it a little bit. Next, when you get yourself high and all full of tequila and things, yes. I want you to put this on in your system there. You'll really dig it. Okay. All right. Number one group benefits plan for small business. Yes, it is. Brett Tanner was on uh, last week talking about various aspects of what the plan now offers. And again, we keep using the word progressive, um, really centering on mental health, you know, after COVID and what a lot of people uh, went through and struggled with. And uh, again, so if you're part of the Chamber's plan, that aspect is well looked after. And so it should be. Uh, Go to the chamber. Oh, go to chamberplan.ca. Not chambers plan. Chamberplan.ca. You can get a free quote today. Find out exactly, you know, the products they offer, what you can afford, and believe it will be affordable for your small company. And they've done a great job on uh, holding the line of premiums over the past few years. The chambers plan is what it's all about. People ask me, they say, how weird? What's evnet.ca all about? For starters, they're focused on making EVs easy and affordable. They do this by educating clients about EVs and how economical they have proven to be, all the while operating as a used EV dealership. As you'll come to understand, they're not the traditional car dealership model. They offer so many unique experiences. By now, you have to understand... What they do is give you a chance to experience the vehicles for yourself and not just for a test drive. Because I don't think it's fair. What I've learned, and and you've experienced too, Freddie, Mm -hmm. is that the the electric vehicle experience isn't just a a car that doesn't use gas. There's a whole world of uh, electric experiences for you to try out. And that's why at evnet.ca, you can take the car for a day, for a weekend, for a week if you want, and see how it fits in with your lifestyle. They are professionals in the EV community and... A unique approach to getting you inside of one. Rentelectric.ca or go to evnet.ca slash rent. Uh, What happened was uh, one of the engineers on this session, uh, apparently the Fagan and Becker didn't really want to, I guess they didn't like this song. It's called The Second Arrangement. 
And so they weren't going to put it on the album. And somehow the tape got lost. And this was actually re-digitized from a cassette. Hmm. And um, you said you hadn't heard... Uh, you'd listen to it. And it's On first listening, it's like every other Stevie Dan song. Right. But I've heard it now enough times to sort of go, Oh, oh yeah, I like it. I didn't really, you know, I didn't love it at the, the beginning, but it's pretty good. Like, I, I like Steely Dan, not into them nearly as much as you. And when I heard it, I just thought, yeah, this could be a cut from a Steely Dan album that I'm not super familiar with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about global warming, and you mentioned um, how clever the right-wing narrative wants to be about how, mm-hmm. you know, the way they sort of derisively speak about it and they the way they poo-poo it. On a, on a similar note, it got so hot in Delaware on the weekend that the president of the United States of America was on a beach just hanging out. What did you... Did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw the pictures, yeah. What did you think? I thought, fine, the guy's on a beach. He wanted to go for a swim. That, that that was the extent of it. Although beyond that, I know. Again, you talk about the right wing right. media. Um, I saw one thing. It was like, well, President Trump was in some little um, town doing one of his cult rallies. Mm-hmm. The president was, uh, you know, the the actual the sitting president was doing this. Like there was some problem with that. And I'm thinking Trump wouldn't go on a beach in a bathing suit. Oh no, exactly. That big fat orange piece of shit. Well, that's like, what I. He, yeah, well, that's what I wanted to mention. It's like, okay, at first, here's what I thought. I went, you know, okay, you know what? For an 80 year old guy, yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, um, Trump would never, you know, again, the narrative, uh, and Trump could never t- be on a beach with his shirt off. It would be disgusting. I know, an- we know another 80 year old guy, soon to be 80, our buddy Bill, who's in great shape. I saw him right uh, last week at some point. Mm-hmm. Had dinner and uh, the guy's in great shape. Not, B- Biden's not in Bill's shape, but he's in pretty good shape. So that's my first thought mm-hmm. was like, you know what? The other thing I thought, you know, what a nice moment that he was on this beach and people seemed to be leaving him alone. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. Well, a crowd- I'm sure there was a, a huge ring of Secret Service around him, which you, you don't see in the picture. Right. But I read a few things because I am on social media and a lot of people in Delaware have have. He's been around so long that right. the novelty of Joe as a politician have worn off. And yeah, you're probably right. There was mm-hmm. it was probably made plain that you can't approach him. Mm-hmm. But he was just it wasn't like there was a an, in, a, in a secluded area. He seemed to be in, a, around other people, which I liked, actually made me feel. Um, I don't know. It's a very Canadian thing because, like, you know, our prime minister yeah. could could do that. Yes. And then, of course, there's all the ridiculous, what you just pointed out, forgetting the fact that Donald Trump took more days golfing, more he spent more days away from the White House. And those clever pricks all know that than any other president in modern history. Hmm. I know. You know, there was another thing where just to show you what he's all about. And again, we won't spend a lot of time on this pathetic human being and half a nation that's lost their mind. I mean, seriously. But anyway, um, 
Chris Christie was on a flight and he fell asleep and he sort of slid down on his and he's a large man Mm -hmm. Chris Christie sure so some asshole on the plane got their phone and took a picture of him asleep and he did look just in his pose or the way he was in the seat he did look a bit obese well he is he is obese but just it was not a very flattering picture so somebody takes a picture and you know okay that type of thing's gonna happen there are assholes out there and they do that anyway Mm -hmm. someone sent it to the trump camp and trump reposts it on his truth social so that's the type of man he is Mm -hmm. like do you need to know like i mean forget all the other stuff that's the type of man he is he saw that picture of chris christie and he personally, although I, I, I'm sure he has people around him, whatever, who do that stuff. But he would have okayed that. So this, un- and then there was some snide remark about Christie being, you know, oh, you know, he had to work for two hours and now he's asleep or something like that. Um, and I just thought, isn't that? I mean, you talk about the precedent setting stuff with this animal that Trump is. Like, no other politician would do that, you know? Well, I'm not, forget that, and forget the fact that Donald Trump himself is an obese, right. fat, blubbering fucking pig. Yeah. Forget that. The fact that he could, that's why he's, again, I don't, we know we don't want to dwell on this because there's other stuff to talk about. But I would say, forgetting the fact that that's how psychotic he is. Because he, he doesn't see that that guy isn't much mm-hmm. bigger than he is. Right. But just that act of, you know, because he's a competitor. He's running for president, too. But just to go that low and just. But again, you know, his moronic base, they love that stuff. They look at that like, oh, look at he's got balls, man. He's willing to do anything. He's he's, you know, he's a real guy. Yeah. And uh, it's. Uh, yeah. It's, and and the woman that did the she the, I'm looking at the picture now and it's a. um it's a very attractive woman mm-hmm. um, with a MAGA hat on taking yep. a selfie with yes. Chris Christie. Yes. And whether Trump did, you know, did, tweeted it himself or with truth social, whatever it is, it is how, you know, if I were as fat as Trump, I certainly would, wouldn't think in my brain, oh, I'm going to uh-huh. post a picture of another fat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. But let's wrap up Trump. I found something I thought you'd find funny. It's kind of a joke. Um, here's a, a tweet I saw about in the Trump world. It said, my son is taking part in a social experiment. He has to wear a Trump T-shirt for two weeks and see how people react. So far, he's been spit on, punched, and had a bottle thrown at him. I'm curious to see what happens when he goes outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. See, I thought that. I said, Fred, like that. <clears throat> see, because he, he's being spit on. Do I need to explain this? Anyway. Yeah. So that's it's, that. Uh, it's quite the phenomenon. It rarely is. Uh, just a couple things to update everyone. Uh, I know we're not uh, scheduled to read any emails. I do have a couple in uh, particular. because I, And thank goodness she uh, sent us a note because the truth is, the truth is, we recorded our last program on uh, a week ago, Thursday, whatever day that was. 
before the long weekend. It was our email show, and I had forgotten completely who had won the email of the week from Palma Pasta. Hi, guys. Oh, that's not it. There we go. Hi, guys. And uh, it was Paula Seidenkrantz, Fred. Right. And she says, hi, guys. I just listened to the email broadcast and was shocked that you said my name is the winner of the Palma Pasta gift certificate. It's very exciting. Exciting. In fact, her subject line for this email, wow, my heart is pounding. I did not hear how I go about claiming it, so I thought I'd write to you to find out. That's a great thing, Paula. We will figure it out for you. I feel honored, she says, to be the first winner. Today is my lucky day. Have a wonderful vacation, Paula Seidenkrantz. And Paula is the first winner of our uh, email of the month, a $100 Palma Pasta gift certificate. Okay. Yes, and uh, enjoy it. Uh, it's quite the place if you, uh, well, there's several locations, but the uh, Palmas Kitchen is, uh, I was there on Saturday to pick up some stuffs, some food stuffs for uh, my little get-together yesterday with the family, and uh, just wonderful. It was a busy, it must have been busy there on a Saturday. Oh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we... Uh, because we do have some other uh, sponsors we need to catch up with. Catch up on? Catch up. Yes. We need to catch up here. Like the retirement Sherpa. And by the way, I had to go back to the email show. I listened to it this morning for a bit to find out who won. Because I had forgotten. Because I didn't write oh, okay. anything down. That's stupid. Yeah, hang on a second here. Uh, Weren't we making fun of her last name during the show? Something. I don't know. Something about pants or something? I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past us. Pasta. Get it? Pasta. Yes. I wouldn't put it past us. Uh, but first, let's talk about the Sherpa. Yeah, Tim will be by this week uh, to talk about um, alternative investments. Do you have them in your portfolio? Should you? What are they? Again, another tidbit of information that, you know, investors should uh, think about. You know, uh, again, he'll explain it all on Wednesday. The Retirement Sherpa, uh, Tim is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. We love him. He's Timmy Niblett. He's the Retirement Sherpa. Uh, actually, tomorrow, another Tim is going to join us. We haven't spoken to Tim Daniels in a while from Boron One, a.k.a. AaronVentures.com. An emerging international junior mining and exploration company. Get your Sherpa or our Sherpa to take a look at this. Uh, they're trying to get boron out of the ground. And only a few play, few places on our planet have commercially viable boron uh, infrastructure in place to get the uh, mineral that's in uh, so many parts of our human life. AaronVentures.com will give you a launching place to go find out more about Boron One. Uh, I meant to tell you this before the show. I was going to pick out another. I wanted to mention Paula and Palma Pasta, but I saw an email uh, from somebody else that I thought sort of encap- encapsulates and, you know, basically because there was some pushback about us taking more time off, which was weird. Um, but this was the opposite of that this is from uh, sean who says hello gentlemen hope you're enjoying your time off dan 
I hope any family and friends you may have in Didsbury are okay. Was there something going on in Didsbury, Alberta? Yeah, I saw that. I was thinking maybe a tornado or something. I was going to uh, investigate and then forgot, of course. Fred, Sean says, I was wondering if you have any suggestion on killing a few hours in Brampton with a five-year-old. My wife has a baby shower to go to and does not like driving the 403-407 from Brantford. Right. And when is that exactly? Cause I oh, I think this I came thought, in. Oh, I got I gotta think about that. This came in on Saturday, so it's fairly yeah. uh, recent, right? I don't know a five-year-old in Brampton. I, I don't know. What's the name of that strip club? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone. Is it? Yeah. What was the name of that strip club there on Queen Street? And I remember the guy, the bald guy that owned it. He was a bit shady. It's always a bald guy that owns it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the. Uh, Sword and Shield, wasn't it? Maybe. Um, it was the hotel, but it was in there, and I forget the name of the... And they always smell like... They all, and those places always smelled like too many giraffes that had fallen onto the hardwood floor or the old wood floors. Oh, yeah. And, like, they always... They had the buffet, the lunch buffet, there yeah, too, yeah. the roast beef buffet. So you're eating roast beef while watching a woman I show her... Dan, uh, Fred, and Howard, uh, July 24th, he says, Howard, July 24th, I will be one year alcohol-free. I tried many times to quit and cut back many times. This time seems to be sticking. And I would just say congratulations. I just, uh, I think it's great. You know, a lot of people, our society is so alcohol-centric that and it's so ingrained in our culture that we don't even think about it. And for somebody that was struggling, like Sean, to even, uh, you know, continue to attempt and finally, you know, get a year sober, that's great. Mm-hmm. And we uh, congratulate you. Uh, and uh, he says, finally, thanks for the entertainment. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Do you understand what we're doing? We're, we're entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the evolution of drinking, I've, for some time now, it's like after dinner, I can't drink anything. And it used to be, as I said, especially being up north, might have a few beers in the afternoon, eat dinner, and then go sit by a fire and have a few more beers. I like just couldn't ever th- even think of that now. You wouldn't just, just have, you system just can't take it. But you wouldn't, like, huh? by a fire, you wouldn't have, like, a now? something refreshing, um maybe a little shot of scotch or something but i'm usually okay. just too tired now here's like what i often dan will sit out by his fire and i don't even go out <laughs> here's what i find fascinating and i kind of wanted to talk about alcohol because yeah you know i again i'm seven and a half years in and so i have a chance to observe people and of course most of the people i'm around daily are golfers isn't it strange and it sort of applies to being up north or being around a lake because this is how I, I, and I'm not saying I'm any different. This is how I used to drink. What is it about situations that make drinking in the morning okay? In the morning? Yeah, man. Like these guys, a lot of guys I play golf with think nothing of cracking beers at 1030 in the morning. Where, yeah. where in any other situation... Like you, you go to some guy's house and they cracked a beer at ten thirty in the morning on a Thursday in yeah. February. You think, dude, you, you should probably, <laughs> you should probably look into that. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, being up north, you know, that whole thing, as soon as the sun gets warm. And golfers do it all the time. Yeah. And think nothing of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I've never been one to drink on a golf course. Don't like it. I love that beer at the end, mind you. No problem with that. Mm-hmm. But during the round, I don't like it. In the morning, no. Like, I'm not even... You know, some people, what do they What do they call them in the morning? Those, like, orange juice and champagne or Mimosas or something, yeah. Yeah, people, like, I don't... And I, I don't even like Baileys in my coffee in the morning. Like, I, I just don't. I used to. I would do that. Yeah. Easily. I, no, I've... But, you know, yesterday afternoon, I probably... Three, maybe four beers yesterday afternoon for my birthday after... Birthday beers. My birthday, yeah, but then as soon as I have dinner, the last thing I want is a drink of any kind, where it never used to be like that. I was talking about you yesterday, because it was your birthday, even though I'd forgotten. Because um, we, were, we were sitting around. I, I, I actually enjoy a non-alcoholic beer now, after golf, more than I ever did. And I never drank during golf as well. Uh I, I enjoy it now more than I ever did when I was drinking real beer. And I was talking about you, and you and I have had this discussion about why. Because the guys I played golf with, they had a Long Island iced tea, and the other mm-hmm. guy had a double gin and tonic. Oh, this is at like one thirty in the afternoon. After so, the round? After the round. And a double gin and tonic would put you over if you got behind the wheel of your car. Easily. Possibly. So... I, I, whatever, maybe, because it's two, it's two units of alcohol. Yeah. But my point to them was, and this is where you came in, is I said, Fred and I have had this discussion about the refreshing nature of these cocktails. And right. I said, if it was just, I said, and guys, no, I'm, listen, I'm not judging you. You're having your gin and you're having your Long Island iced tea, which has got like five different alcohols in it. I said, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying if it was just for the ref- I, this was their point. We find this refreshing. And I said, yeah, I've had this discussion with Fred. If it was just for refreshment purposes, you don't need the alcohol because this non-alcoholic beer I'm having there's no way you could tell this was an alcohol-free beer. That, that discussion's aside. So the point is, you drink it for the buzz. There's no substituting the little buzz you got from those three or four beers for just non-alcoholic beers. That's not what you want. It's like nicotine-free cigarettes. You're not smoking them to blow smoke rings and have a habit, you know, uh, something to do after dinner. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't dispute that. Although I will stay, you know, and you've given me a few and whatever. I I, I still have not tasted a non-alcoholic beer where I thought, hmm, that's good. I, I just haven't. It's There's just something about them that just tastes a bit different to me. And I can't put my finger on it. And um, and the reason I really haven't gotten him to is partly the cost. They're more expensive than regular beer, which I find bizarre. But we've had that discussion before. But again, the beer I drank yesterday was like Miller Lite is 3.5. And I, I and I know, do I do I enjoy that because of the buzz? Maybe like I I don't get drunk on it, but you're right. It probably maybe does something to me that I like. But I know I certainly enjoy on a hot afternoon the taste of it and enjoy the refreshment of it. If there's a byproduct of the buzz, yeah, like I can't say, no, that's not it. 
But again, I don't, I haven't, you know, the Heinekens and the, the other, those, what are those expensive ones that you talked about? Um, well, there's several, but I'm going to The one that began, began with P. Oh, uh, Sober Carpenter or yeah, uh, Peroni. All those. Yeah, like, they, I, they don't do it for me. Which is but fine. Anyway. But, yeah. but when I get back to the idea that we're so, it's so steeped in our culture. Mm-hmm. That getting buzzed because because you can't dispute you can't dispute that getting buzzed is the point of drinking. That's why I drank. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I used to tell people I loved red wine, but I really just loved getting hammered on red wine. And uh, you can be one of those guys who's like a beer guy who is you know likes the hoppiness of the they talk or the IPA or the you know the the cool beer. It's just to get a buzz because if it had no if it had no alcohol in it. The allure would be gone. My, my point about the culture is, you know, we're, we're, we're just so comfortable because sometimes I see advertising. And again, I, I know I speak from somebody that hasn't had a drink in a long time, but I see it sort of as an observer that if you substituted any other drug for the advertising around alcohol, people would be like, what? You know what I'm talking about? It's like we're just so comfortable with the idea of, you know, Drinking at as a drinking as a crutch for occasion, mm-hmm. and it's not for the refreshment. Yeah, but you can't say that either. Like I, every night at about five o'clock, I'll sit out back and listen to Overdrive and have a beer, one Miller Light, and it's very refreshing. It does. I don't get a buzz for it. I don't even feel it, but I really enjoy that beer. Again, like I, I maybe something's happening happening to me that i can't explain but you know psychologically maybe the buzz the 3.5 it's given me like one beer but i i i really you know you can enjoy a beer without thinking of the alcohol but the thing is if i'm gonna buy a miller light and it costs two dollars and fifty cents a can i'm not gonna buy a non-alcoholic beer that costs over three dollars and just because the one has a 3.5 like avoid it you know what i mean i I don't know if i'm explaining this properly no and and there's something listen i I get that you get refreshment from that beer Mm -hmm. because beer like i said i find beer refreshing after a round of golf i don't need a second Mm -hmm. one but I no. do look forward well, to it. Well, that's the issue there, right? I look forward to it mm-hmm. um, because, especially, and I, and I, it took me a few years. I got a buddy of mine who's, I don't know, he's two hundred days sober, and uh, he's still on the, you know, uh, cranberry and soda. I didn't mm-hmm. touch any of this, and and I said, excuse me, I, excuse me, I'm drunk. I said to him, "Have you tried these non-alcoholic beers?" He goes, "Nah, it's just too. The association's too close." And I said, I get that. It took me yeah, several yeah. years. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But now that I'm, I've got some miles behind me, I really like that. That Erdinger is what I drink now at the golf course. All I'm saying is that there's a subconscious, subtle, little baby buzz you get. I'm, I know the way you drink. You don't drink to get hammered. But if, you, if I could find you a non-alcoholic beer versus even a Miller Lite with three point. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, 3% alcohol is just a trace of it. Are you getting uh, messages from? No. Um, yeah, I, 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 again, to me, then it would just become the cost factor. I'm not paying more because I know whatever that beer is, I wouldn't enjoy it more than an alcoholic beer. So, 
you know, if I'm trying to avoid alcohol, I'm totally, I, 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 there'd be total buy-in. I would pay more for that beer because it's, you know, it's giving me a beer flavor without the alcohol, but I'm not in that position. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it's not something that, you know, and again, 3.5, if I have one beer a day, I mean, that's all, almost negligible. Oh, absolutely. It's not, it's not like it's hurting my liver or anything. It's not like I'm drinking. No, you're doing yourself no damage. Like, like, believe yeah. me, though, but those guys that are drinking, those guys that mm. are drinking multiple beers starting mid-morning. And whenever I see it, I sort of have that same thought. I'm like, if this was a Thursday in, on, in any other situation... It would just look so weird that you've got a tall boy going at ten forty-five yes. in the morning. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, and I have been guy with guys like that too. It's like almost like uh, not a novelty, but just uh, listen. You mentioned like being up north, the association. Why is that? I could stay around this house all weekend and maybe mm-hmm. not have a beer. And then as soon as you get up north, immediately by a lake, you have this association that you're supposed to be, you know, women have coolers and guys mm-hmm. have beers. No, no. I don't. It's weird. And and I and I totally get that. Um, I don't know what that's all about, and it's probably not the healthiest thing, but that's just the way it is. But I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I didn't do it. Of course I did. Mm-hmm. I come up right. and we, I, Rachel and I would go to the cottage and basically after breakfast, it was like at some point, and this is a point before mm-hmm. noon, it was like, okay, can we start drinking? <laughs> is, it, uh, is it appropriate to start drinking now? Because it's definitely the, the timeline bar you is low. Rachel, not, yeah, no. not during... Not during the Rachel era. You you drank? No? Oh, no. No, that's right. I didn't drink with Rachel. Yeah. That's right. I never drank with Rachel. But there's definitely... I've, I've been around people at cottages and seen oh, yeah. what they... And seen they start... It's definitely more appropriate to start drinking late morning. I've had... We've had friends up to visit us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to do this thing where you can kind of tell at the cottage, you know, you have your... Bailey's and coffee, <laughs> you know, you can go yeah. through the day. So Bailey's and, and coffee at the cottage are fine. Then you, as soon as you get hot, you might go for a swim. You're sitting around the water. You're going to start having yep. beer. You might have another at lunch. Late afternoon, you might start drinking a cocktail. And certainly in my case, I would. Then you go to wine at dinner. And then after dinner, you do what you were doing, some scotches. Like there's a whole day of drinking up there. Yes. Yes. And everyone just takes it for granted. And more, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. Years ago, again, I would drink a few beers in the afternoon and then, you know, again, have dinner and then maybe drink a few after, like by a fire. I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that now, but I did it like everybody else did it. And one correlation I'm making now that I've noticed in is if I drink red wine, like for dinner, I think it affects my sleep. Oh, yeah. I don't sleep as well for whatever it is. And my grandmother, I remember uh, every night before bed, she would have a glass of wine. And it was apparently it was to help make her sleep, for, uh, whatever that was about, about. But I distinctly remember that. But I just noticed because Doll and I never drink wine, just mm-hmm. the two of us. But if we're in a social situation and i have a couple of glasses of wine 
for dinner and i don't drink any more that evening i i I really i'm starting to think there's some kind of a connection there so i might just give that up what the wine yeah because i know there's people that drink it every night with dinner and everything we're not that so i think having it like once every couple of weeks or something just uh doesn't sit well with me i don't know I, I definitely know from my later days of drinking where I would drink to excess and pass out many nights, mm-hmm. like not fall asleep, like sort of get somewhat blackout drunk. And uh, you fall asleep, you go, you go into this deep sleep where I don't know, I don't know what you're doing REM wise, but mm-hmm. and then I would wake up and feel like shit and then not get back, not be able to get back to sleep. Yes. Um. There's a couple other things I wanted to run by you. Uh, Dan's coming back here in a second. So before we do Dan, before Dan does Dan, uh, let's uh, also take care of uh, some very fine folks. Yes, like Bodog. Oh, let me get you some better Bodog music. Here we go. Oh, get me some Bodog. 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 Hey, what's on the, you know, Wimbledon's taking place right now. Um... Go to Bodog and wager on you know, individual matches, the overall uh, perspective. You think is ultimately going to win? Check all the odds. Again, you can bet on that. You know, those odds are a moving target as we uh, find out who's going to make the semis and the quarters and all that kind of thing. You can even wager <laughs> on the Major League uh, All-Star Game, which is tomorrow night in Seattle. Right now, it's a toss-up. I was just having a watch uh, between the National League and the American League, and people say, you know, it's a, you know, it's just an All-Star Game. What does it matter? Well, baseball has that thing. Remember, whoever wins the All-Star Game gets to uh, home uh, home field advantage in the World Series, which so is cool, is, by the way. Yeah, that is a cool there thing. Is some, there is something tied to that, so it actually makes the guys want to win. Anyway, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. And uh, I've been telling you about the benefits of stretching. At stretchlab.com, you can find out more, improve your sports performance, increase your range of motion and flexibility, and reduce muscle and joint pain. I'm basically a regular there on Fridays. That's what I do. I take the day off golf, and I go get stretched. And I'm going to tell you, it really, if you've never had one of these assisted, like a, uh, they're called st- flexologists, if you've never had somebody stretch you. I know you have, but it's, a, it's interesting because... They put you in positions that, and, and there's a breathing sort of aspect to it, just loosens you up, and especially at our age. Check it out, stretchlab.com. It's $59 for a 50-minute assessment and stretch. Go check it out for the first time, as well as all the things I've mentioned. It improves your posture, reduces stress, and just generally make you feel better. Go to stretchlab.com and find out more. Also, I was thinking about you. Uh, where are you? Because your your daughter lives here. You see your kids, your grandkids, but Danny, your son, is often out in the world doing something. He's working. Uh, did we ever mention what he does? Uh, I think so. He works for uh, with works with 
Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. So he's on the road a bit, quite a bit yes. often. Mostly with the soccer team, TFC, but also with the Raptors over the winter. Yes. You know, and he's in his mid-30s. My kids are 25 and 28, and for the last 10 days, both of them have been out of the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm on this family chat with uh, ex-wife Randy and the two girls and me. And, uh, you know, we had talked about this, you and I, a little while ago, about how much more contact we have with our kids than our parents had with us, certainly with mm-hmm. me. There were... There were times I was on the road as a stand-up. Weeks would go by. They'd have no idea where I was. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. Like, we had this conversation mm-hmm. about calling collect. I know where my kids are every minute, of, <laughs> sometimes to a fault, really. Because mm-hmm. Spencer's been in Brooklyn now for 10 days. And on the chat and to me, my own personal chat with her, them. And, uh, you know, every all updates. Charlie... Just got back last night from Switzerland with her buddy. Same thing, pictures, Instagram. It gets quite the phenomenon. And I know, I know Danny doesn't do that stuff as much, but like I, I know how my daughters are doing because I just go to their Instagram story and see what they're up to. Yeah, but if, that, if it was 1974, you know what I mean? That... We didn't have that contact with our parents because it wasn't easy. If you yeah. were away, you actually had to, as you said, make a collect call. Yeah. And often it was like, well, I'm not going to do that and spend the money unless I really need to speak to them or there's something wrong or I need to be picked up or, you know, the communication was sort of like vital. If not, yeah. you just didn't do it. And now, again, with the phone in hand and texting and stuff like that, it's, you know, like. Dougie the dog will do something in my phone, will, <laughs> you know, yeah. hear bing, and then I look and there's a picture of, you know, or the dog's on the couch snoring or something or, uh, you know, Johnny Slapshot or May May in their sports or whatever. Like almost instantly you get, you know, an update. Yeah. We didn't have that. My older brothers, both Stephen Edmonton, Steve and uh, smart, super smart Dave. Both went to, well, Dave, I think, longer than Stephen. I'm not sure. I, I get the timeline mixed up. But they both went to Europe and spent quite a bit of time away in Europe. My older brother uh, lived in Israel for a while on a kibbutz, you know, a farm there. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, there were giant chunks of time where oh, yeah. nobody had any contact with these people. Maybe a, there were letters. Remember when people wrote a letter? There were letters written, but I know one of them, I can't remember which one, was gone quite a while, and we had no, we had zero contact with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. You're, they just always, and because of that, I think they're always top of mind. You're so used to that correspondence. If some time goes by without it, it's like, oh, oh yeah. haven't I heard? Wow, oh, 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 what's going on? Like, why haven't I heard? I haven't got a text from Mel in a couple of days yet. What's going on? Yeah. You know, and you know, I can, you know, it's funny because I'm just looking at the family chat from last night. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie's in the airport. Charlie's getting on the plane. Char- the plane mm-hmm. is leaving. Then Charlie's landing. Charlie's off the, you know oh. what I mean? Like it's yeah. just landed. You know, she was, uh, <clears throat> she uh, came back from Switzerland through Iceland. Iceland? Iceland. Right. But yeah, the, the, the whole trip is there on this phone. Mm hmm. Yeah, and often it's detail you don't need, but it's um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Dan Duran has... Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like when we're talking to Dan about these things in, in life that we can relate to, I feel like Dan's like not quite living the same life. Like I, whenever I say to Dan, like, what do you think of this? He's like, well, I don't know. I'm not in, I'm not part of your, <laughs> not part of your universe. Like Dan's almost like a visiting alien in some ways. <laughs> like he looks like he's one of us. But he's having a different experience. Do you, do you get many updates from Colton, your son? Uh, I get a few. Uh, less than I would like, because I said, if I remember sitting like, <clears throat> like Fred was just saying, if I'm sitting there wondering, I wonder how he's doing, you know, I'll text him or something just to real, but I don't get a very uh, uh, detailed run of his life, which I feel like I, I kind of want more of. Well, you should say that to him. Listen, I'd like to be updated okay. more. I, I, I get such a detailed run of my daughter's lives. And I love it, actually. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying how different it is from the contact that I had with my parents or you did. But again, it's not necessary. And that's maybe a negative aspect. It's like if you don't, when you're used to that correspondence... If a time goes, if time goes by and you haven't gotten it, you immediately think it's something wrong. Mm. Like, like why haven't I heard? This yeah. Let me just say this: I don't have time to think. Is there something wrong? Mm. I, when something goes wrong, I know it. <laughs> Believe me, I do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Spe- yeah, because Spencer has been, like I said, ten days in New York, first time by themselves. Whole new world. Taking how's that going? It's uh, it's been an adventure. Mm. Um, it's been great, but it's an adventure. You know, it's, all the other time Spencer's been there was with either with me, with her sister, or with friends. Um, anyway, I was saying, Dan, like you and I, we went on several trips together. We went to yeah. Europe. The first time I went to Europe was with Dan. I don't remember telling my parents. You know, really much more than Dan and I are going to Europe. We'll talk to you in a month or so, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even remember. then getting back, I don't know how much I actually shared with them. Other <laughs> That's than right. Pictures. What? Like, oh, oh, yeah, we, you mean post we, yeah. we had no pictures, Dan. Don't you remember? You left your camera on the <laughs> oh, yeah, plane. Yeah. Let's throw my camera over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. But yeah, we had no, I don't know. You <laughs> checked in with your parents when we came back, but we certainly didn't check in with them while we were there. No, that would cost too much. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, that movie Taken, if that was said in our times, it would be a letter from the kidnappers. <laughs> it'd just be, mm-hmm. a, it would be a series of letters back and forth between them and Liam Neeson. <laughs> Little notes. Little and notes. You know, the collect call. Like, you look back over time, and, you know, you think, oh, look at them. the price of things back then. It doesn't seem to be as bad as it was now. Back in the 70s, a collect call was pretty expensive relative to this to the times. It was. And I, I know often it would be unless I really have to make this collect call home, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother. I wonder and what I think, it was. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I, like, like I, it may have been like a couple of bucks or something. But at the time, it was a, you, you put a dime in a payphone or maybe a quarter. But it was just a different mindset. Oh, for sure. Uh, it says, how much was a collect call? How much did a phone call cost? It's not readily coming up. It's some $3.60 a minute. 
that would be no, wouldn't it? But anyway, they've never been cheap. And I remember even at the Tin Palace in the early years, when I was there, 93, 94, I didn't have a cell phone yet. And they used to have a, a pay phone down by the office. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you sometimes would coordinate with people, even the kids. There was a number that you could call to the pay phone. And it would be like, whatever you're doing, call me like at nine o'clock and you'd go and you'd stand by the phone until it rang. And it might be one of the kids <laughs> or you went down there to make a call. That would that's just what you did. So the thing is, it was so not convenient. You only did it unless you really had to, you know, boy, I miss those times. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> miss those times. What, lining up for pay phones? Well, no, but it it was just simpler. Yeah, where you weren't attached to. Yeah. Like, Charlie was messaging me about something, because I had had commented on one of her Instagram stories, and she said, have you tried Threads yet? Which is the Instagram's Instagram's version of Twitter. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm trying to pare back the social interaction i don't want to increase it and she said well you know maybe she just for sort of just to see sort of take it for a test drive and i'm like i don't i don't know if i want to are you gonna bother i know you won't but are you no dan no not yet i mean I, it's, it's not i don't know I'm i thought instagram was twitter, facebook's so. twitter I, I thought instagram was already kind of like twitter but or there. But see, I was never ever on Twitter anyway. I mean, I had a thing, but I never used Twitter. I just didn't. I don't. I like it way better than Facebook. I'm basically absent from the only time I look at Facebook is to start the live broadcast here and make sure it's running. I never look at Facebook anymore. But Twitter, I do. Twitter and Instagram. But uh, well, there's, a, there's a lot of links to both of those when you're reading stories. And yes. Yes. So linking to them, that's how I end up on Twitter for a little while. You know? I like Twitter. I, I like Twitter because it's uh, it's easy. It's simple. It doesn't occupy uh, all my what time. What is it for? Um, golf stuff, mostly. You know, I have a lot oh, of okay. golf. I have a lot of golf. Like, I follow a lot of different people in the world of golf. Friends of mine, mm-hmm. players. Uh, I like the discussion. I like to see, hey, there's a discussion about the Live Golf, the Live PGA Tour. I, right. I use it like my news feed for what I'm into. You know, like I don't, I don't listen yeah. to Overdrive every day. So I want to go. Mm-hmm. I like to know what's going on inside that world. So it, that's what it does for me. The second thing it does for me is also, you know, sort of the Trump uh, right wing, left wing politics of the states. That's where I get a lot mm-hmm. of my information. Yeah, like guys like, uh, you know, Bob McKenzie at TSN, Jeff Merrick at uh, Sportsnet. Yeah. Um, I know they're, they're big tweeters and have a lot of following, but I just get that stuff because I, I, I go to the, you know, the app, like the Sportsnet or TSN app, like I would a sports page, right? Yeah. Just to read, get updated on sports. And I, anything those guys have tweeted or reported of any, significance ends up on those pages anyways i don't really need speaking of sports guys did we talk about mccown having a stroke no i had written that down too and one other thing i would say happy birthday to jeff merrick because we share the same birthday so he would have uh, i don't know what he would have his birthday friday as well no yeah it was yesterday july 9th (laughs) and oj simpson um that's right 
But, uh, yeah, I don't even know how Je- Jeff wouldn't be. No, Jeff would would he even be. He'd be early 50s, maybe. Merrick? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, he's closer to my age. I wouldn't know if it was 10 years or 12 years. Anyways, back to uh, Bob McCown. This is how I found out McCown was sick. McCown had a, a double had a double stroke and um, had tweeted, hey, I had a stroke, had two strokes. I'm not sure if two strokes is a double I stroke. I sent you that. You did? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's all over it. I sent him a note along with yeah, thousands so of people. Yeah, I sent him a note, too, and he got back to me. Yeah, two... Um, not to be morbid, but I had a few people, a couple of people, Buddy Doug in particular had said to me, have you heard McCowan lately? He just, he doesn't, he sounds different. This is before any of the stroke stuff. Mm. And then the, the story came down that he had not one, but two strokes and he couldn't talk or walk, which is alarming. Although I must say he has been released from the hospital and he's making a, a recovery. I'm sure it'll be long, though. If you can't walk and talk from a stroke, I mean, that's that would be months of recovery, you would think. I would say. You? Hey, by the way, before I forget, can you, I, I don't know, can you just message me his, I have, I, I messaged him, and I, it was his old house phone. I don't know if I have his mobile. No, I've got it. Okay. Um, so, anyway, if you go to the Bob McCown um, podcast, which he does with John Shannon, and listen to the last one he did, June 15th. Okay. And, and hear Bob's voice. It's like, wow. You'd almost, this sounds awful, but you'd think he had almost been affected by something at that point. And it was the last. Um, and within that, he has a recorded commercial that he obviously recorded sometime before that. And the difference between his speech on that show, June 15th, the commercial um, well, the last one here was June 29th. Um, MLB Roundtable with Dave Hodge and Richard Griffin. But do you right. want me to go to the June 15 one? Oh, I, and I'm not even say to play it. No, I, okay. no, but no, I, I, nobody needs to hear that That's unless fine. they really want to. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not nice. Um, but it was the June 15th, I think, was the last show he did. Um, well, not but according to this. The June 29th is the last show we did. No, no, no. But John, uh, he's had fill-ins. That John Shannon's been hosting it and other people. Oh, okay. So the last Bob's show he did. I got it. Bob's got it. Okay. Bob, because, you know, like us, he has sponsors that he has to look after. So John Shannon, who uh, co-hosts it with him, has been hosting it okay. and a few other people as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I said this to you when we, when you, I guess it was you who told me this. You know, the guy... You can't smoke that many cigarettes for as long as, and I'm saying this for a guy that used to smoke, you can't smoke that many cigarettes for as long as he did without it showing up someday. You don't know if it's going to be your heart, your lungs, or a stroke, or any of the other diseases on the cigarette packets. Mm -hmm. But something is going to show up. It just, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and what. And, you know, Bobby was a lifetime pack-a-day cigarette smoker. I don't know about his booze intake, but cigarette smoking, and he's a guy in his late 60s, early 70s, shows up somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd probably, he'd probably admit that. Dan Duran? Yes. Are you but, still... Go ahead. 
no, I was saying it. it, 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 it. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke and, you know, you shouldn't overdrink and stuff like that. All that stuff aside, it's just so often you hear situations and Bob's 71. Just think, you and I were at his 60th birthday party. How quickly time flies. Is that why we were at his house? Yes. Yeah, I still was with party. a lady friend at that. Mm-hmm. But he wow. would be 71 now. And, you know, he's not retired. I mean, he's off the radio per se, but he does a podcast like we do because he wants to. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep exercising that muscle. And it's just, you know, if you want to call it some form of retirement, it was pretty brief before he runs into these health problems. And, you know, with strokes, yeah, yeah. Okay, he had two strokes. He might recover fully, but you might not. You might recover three quarters or 60% or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, who knows? It's well, to it's have that, your life disrupted still at a relatively young age is tragic. But it's that magic number, 69. You know, yeah. we, we, you introduced that concept a while back about, you mm-hmm. know, the average age that, you know, people, when people start to break down. And the thing about, you know, abusing yourself. I, I was mm-hmm. the same way. Listen, man. You know, I smoked a lot of my life. I smoked more. I smoked more of my life than I didn't smoke. Mm-hmm. I've only been as a, as a percentage. But the problem with doing it into your sixties is that idea, as you introduced, the idea that sixty nine is sort of the age where most people are going to run into something. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan, that will never happen to you. No, thank you. Oh, it's working. <laughs> By you know, the way, are, are you done in Stratford? Uh, for now. I thought I may you were going to come back, in Toronto and visit the old Hellman. Yeah, well, that's coming up. When is that Maybe happening? This, this, this week. Well, it was last week. It was uh, my Stratford experience. Got extended just a little bit. So, nice. Um, well, I got, well, here's the thing. Uh, now, this week is bad now because Spencer's coming back for a couple of days. Okay, well, we can still uh, hang. Well, I don't know where you're going to sleep, though. Well, I'd I'd find somewhere else. Okay. Um, By the way, I just wanted to back up. Earlier in the show, we talked about Didsbury. Yes. uh, Somebody mentioned that something was going on in Didsbury, Alberta. There was a... uh, If you look it up on the internet, there's a a storm chaser out there that took a a video of it. It is pretty, pretty dramatic. Was that a tornado? Yes. It was an EP4 level tornado. Oh, really? Oh, here it is. There. Uh, 12 homes were damaged Three were totally destroyed Another couple were uh, uh, but Wow it, but it was just outside of Didsbury Between Didsbury and Carstairs Which is between Edmonton I'm sorry Calgary and Red Deer Oof. Say if you're putting it into your Dude brain. I'm looking at the footage now It's crazy It's uh, like 275 kilometers an hour It was about Jesus A little more than half a kilometer wide. And this guy's like driving right into it Yeah I know. I, the, the guy that was, he had a, had a, but it's interesting. It shows from the forming of it. He said, watch out, everybody. You can see it forming, and yeah. then you see it forming, and then coming towards him, and somehow he, you know, managed to get out of the way, but it was, uh, it was a pretty dramatic storm. Yeah, Freddie, go stuff. check it out. If you, are you seeing this? It's just like a Didsbury uh, tornado. Mm-hmm. He's driving, yeah, and he's driving, and then you look at the damage. Okay. He's yelling. He's yelling. Like, I guess so. A lot of yelling going on, chasing a storm. And it then, was 15 kilometers long, that storm. Wow. I mean, that tornado at last. And I'm just skipping along on the video, seeing what happened after. It's crazy. Yeah. Are you guys looking at the one with the guy with the beard and the long hair? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's... Um, 
look at the quality of that video. I know it's amazing. It, where we're at now with that, like that's cinematic. Yeah, if you, if you look phone. at the one nineteen mark, it's where it's forming, and it, it it's amazing that you can sort of see the. It's crazy, Dan. And so that's where you grew up. That's why people were hoping you, that your family or your loved ones would be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have any uh, any any connection with the you know with people with, there anymore. With Didsbury? With Didsbury, yeah. So you don't care what happens to people there anymore? No, I do. <laughs> I care about the twenty five cows that died there. There's twenty five cows that died during right. that thing. Nobody died, by the way. No people died. Well that's good, but the cows. The cows and the chickens too. There's twenty but, chickens, and, and and really they were going to die anyway because they were probably not being raised as pets. Um, all right, before we uh, get too far away from uh, our prime directive, now here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dandoran, the anchorman comes As for credentials, he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low Dandoran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang So he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low And now live from the... The condemned confines of the hobo trailer. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> with news, okay. with news and views. Here's movie anchorman Dan Daru. Although I must say the the trailer park is a buzz with rumors that Dan has purchased a new trailer. What? Oh yeah, it's it's not true, but you know, trailer park. Yeah. You know, oh, trailer park. From one person to the next, everything just grows and grows and grows. It's gotten ahead of it. What's the gotten ahead of it? By the end of this week, Dan will have bought the park. Yes. <laughs> what is the scuttlebutt? They're just saying, "Oh, did you hear that Dan Duran's going to take the hobo trailer?" Dan Duran's going to take the trailer. Have you seen it? Yeah. Which one? Wow. Okay, so what Canadian? Okay. Okay. He doesn't like talking about him. No. All right. Okay, so what are the most expensive cities in Canada to live in? Kijiji released their Q1, uh, that would be the quarter one report, the trend report. And uh, here's what they saw, that the uh, considering all property types in Canada, the average rental rate in the first quarter of 2023 was $1,840 per month. Detached housing... Uh, highest average rent at two thousand four hundred twenty per month, and uh, townhomes uh, twenty three ninety three. Now, if you're looking at cities, it's a whole lot different. And in the top ten list, I think they uh, they rate twenty to thirty uh, cities in in Canada. Um, in the top ten, what do you th- what do you think would be the number the one? most expensive? Most expensive, yes. Uh, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Well, you're right about Toronto. Being number two, Vancouver's number one. Oh, I'm going to say number one is Calgary. Not according to this in quarter one. Okay, sorry. I'm just throwing up. How is Moose Jaw in there? Is Moose Jaw in there? And Moose Jaw didn't make the list. I looked at it for Moose Jaw. But uh, when we're talking about uh, Vancouver, it's twenty five hundred eighty twenty almost twenty six hundred a month for the for average. This is an average of all types of housing, just to sort of put it in perspective. So all of these have that same dynamic on this list. At number two is Toronto at twenty three, uh, twenty three hundred bucks. So Vancouver's number one. Vancouver's number one at twenty five eighty five. Yeah. You know what I read this morning that Calgary has had an eleven percent increase 
in real estate prices. This is buying and purchasing real estate. More than any other place in the country, Calgary's real estate prices have gone up. Wow. One, one wonders why. One does wonder why. Uh, about over 1700 bucks is the, uh, the, Calgary, uh, the Calgary average like month, monthly rental rate right now. And oddly, uh, at number 10 is uh, Peterborough. All wow. of, all of, mostly all the ones in the top 10 are in So Ontario. when you get your new deluxe trailer, will you rent out rooms in it? Hey, for 1900 bucks a month. <laughs> can you, can you, here's a question I've never asked about the trailer. Are you allowed to Airbnb your trailer? Absolutely <laughs> not. What? And even if they were, I would, I would not want that. Because look at me. If Dan got a nice new trailer in Airbnb, that every week I'd have some other, some new dick beside right. me. No, not. But I it's against the park that. rules. Oh yeah, absolutely. But how are they? Listen, if you let's say I wanted to rent your place for a week, we're friends. But you know, I, you, I'm putting you out, and so I'm saying, hey, I'll rent your place. Am I allowed to do that? No, nope. theoretically, no. But on the down low, I could. Um, I guess you know I. You know, you're not supposed to. And the problem is, in that environment, you don't want to be breaking too many rules because it's not the Landlord-Tenant Act and it's not a democracy there. Right. They rule what they say goes. So if you break enough rules, they could just say to you, um, as of next week, arrange to have your unit <laughs> removed from the park. Yeah. Well, I, I'm and way that, behind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and I'm saying that could cause a multitude of headaches. So you don't want to be there. I'm way behind. That's the one drawback of those those situations. I haven't seen Dan Duran in person since he uh, he moved out of here in April. So I'm way behind the Dan Duran scuttlebutt. So I don't know. Is Dan is Dan Duran is Dan Duran putting up a new unit on that site? I don't know. I I don't know. He's a hard nut to crack. He oh, really I know. Is. He's it's a very big giant coconut. Ass. It's it's being currently considered. And uh, is that where the rumor? Now, did you start the rumors? How did these rumors get started? Well, no, they told me I had to be out here this year unless I get a new trailer. So now I have to get a new trailer. It's simple as that. Oh, yes, but I think also you were seen in the sales office. Oh, of course. Dan, they had a big sale on. And Dan they was to... seen in the sales office. So this started the rumor mill. <laughs> Churning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you see Dan Durano's down there? Oh, yeah. Geez. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, up last week, like three people told me, hey, Dan got a new trailer. Yeah, it's news to me. And then I'm thinking, man, if Dan had got a new trailer, I'm sure he would have told oh, me. Oh, yes. I would, yeah. Like, I would have been the pe- one of the people that know. Oh, yes. Because Dan had phoned me for some advice on buying a new trailer. And I thought if he phones me for advice, at some point he would phone and say, well, Fred, I pulled the, uh, you know, mm. I pulled the trigger. Uh, I got a new unit. But he never did. So when these guys are telling me that Dan has bought a new trailer, I'm thinking, oh, you poor rumor sucks. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Well, but again, in the in the normal flow of things, a guy would call another guy. Started, mm-hmm. started by the jealous people and Did we play this at CFOI? I can't remember. Timex Social Club sounds like something we play. Rumors. Uh, in the normal course of um, societal flow, a guy asks you, say in this case Dan Duran, for advice about buying a trailer. Then goes and buys a trailer, and you'd think there would be some follow-up, but Dan, not being from this unit, this universe, <laughs> doesn't. that doesn't work. 
Yeah, being an alien. Yeah. Being an alien. Exactly. Dan, right. could, you, here's the thing. You could find out Dan bought a trailer when that trailer gets delivered. How does that work, by yes. the way? Legitimate question. Like, let's say you did buy an upgrade, which at this point would be anything. Um, what, uh, what, <laughs> what, what happened? I know this is personally bothers you when I do this bit about your hobo trailer because you put so much effort and time and but it, it's time to let it go what happens there's a big crane come or does it get dozed how does it's it get trailer. removed you just, you just pull it out with a you know yeah, it's got Dan, wheels it's not that simple because the thing is they couldn't pull that straight out because it would run into my shed but they have howard it's amazing they have ways of pulling them sideways they put them li- literally on water skis they can do stuff like what it, it's amazing oh yeah so you can pull a trailer up and then push it forward anyway they they just they have crazy ways of getting so they trailers take, in place so they would bring the old the new the new trailer would be there and they would take dan's trailer water skiing mm-hmm and yeah, push it, it in the lake, basically. Push, yeah. push it yeah. in the lake, and it would go water skiing off into the sunset, and then you would yeah. sink it. But the problem with Dan's trailer, when they go to move it, it could literally fall apart. Yeah. But, yeah, literally which might no. help on. Huh? Yeah. Which, literally, which, no, but okay. That's for the bit. Well, could. Yeah, what are you, what are you talking about? Trailer, it's, what? It's not that bad. Dan, is there, may, maybe you want to take the trailer into Peterborough, like in Lisa's backyard. <laughs> And because you're so attached to it. But to your point, Howard, the removal of the trailer for me. Yes, you do. I mean, it is kind of fascinating around here because every site's different. Mine Mm -hmm. just happened after this trailer was put in here. They put a power pole right next to it. Mm. So for whatever reason, some genius, you know, installer guy put a pole at the worst possible spot. I don't know that you all the power poles here are between the trailers. This one is like, you know, right at my window here, right where I'm sitting. Right. Anyway. And he shares it with me. Yes. So I can unplug Fred at any time. Anyway, the uh, the. The, there, there's methods the most extreme method is craning in trailers which is always fun to that watch that would be cool seeing it so the, trailer the bigger on ones yeah big big crane and they just sort of drop it right on the spot that they want you know who my favorite crane is Fraser Crane Fraser Fraser yeah, Crane, Fraser crane. Yeah. Um, but I have seen as I you know not to repeat myself but it's, please I've do. seen uh, no I've just seen them you look at situations and think how the hell are they going to do that but again, it's their business. They have ways of doing it. Yeah. And I've seen them move trailers literally sideways into a thing, like just slide them in. They have these runners or whatever they use, and it's pretty cool to watch. And I think that's probably what would happen with dance. Because right. I, I don't – maybe one of those tractors could get and do a quick turn and get and avoid my shed. Because I'm not moving my shed. Screw that. Um, hey, speaking of that's uh, not happening. <clears throat> speaking of outdoor, you know, landscaping and you know, remodeling. Fred, what can you tell us about Architect? Well, they are a full-service turnkey building partner. Yeah, partner with who? Their clients, of course. That means they help to create the design right down to the exacting level of detail. So they work with the client very closely. Then they make sure it gets built to the client's exact specification. Yeah, you can stand there and say, I want this, I want that. And they do it. Hey, it's your backyard. Uh, it's got to be done right. It's got to be done your way. 
And it makes it simpler for uh, simpler for people, uh, for clients, because uh, what Architect does, they'll source all the materials. They'll make sure it uh, meets building code. Very important. Uh, they uh, prepare the construction plans. They apply for all the permits, which also can be a hassle unless you know exactly what you're doing. And then they come and manage the job site very professionally. Uh, working with Architect ensures that you get what you want, and of course, it's done right. Give them a call, 647-775-9222, or go to architect.com. Well, Dan, whatever you uh, choose, whatever you decide to do, I wish you nothing but the best, as uh, you thank know. You. Thank you, guys. We're, yeah. uh, we're pulling for you, Dan. We're pulling for you. See, it's a bit of a dilemma for me because if Dan decides that he's leaving, now now who am I going to get as a as, as a guy next door? Yeah, that's a good like question. A, then, you know, well, yeah, the interview process just a alone, big asshole. Yeah, maybe you should just uh, you know flip me a few bucks to stay. Hmm. Let me see. <laughs> well, yeah. All of a sudden, he's like, I don't care who the fuck moves in next door. <laughs> How much is the what's the asshole tax? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, think about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, that was great. Uh, great to be back, everybody. We're here all week, uh, including our email show on Thursday. It's a brand new month, so you can start to email us again, humble and fred at humbleandfredradio.com, and we will enter all this month's emails, and that person will win a beautiful uh the Palma Pasta gift card worth $100. Uh, tomorrow on the program, I made a mistake. Tim Daniels is on Wednesday, for keeping track. Tomorrow, uh, Bill Brio will be with us as, uh, as one of our guests. Always looking forward to a monthly visit with Bill. Lots of stuff to catch up on in terms of television. And, um, oh yeah, I wanted to mention that uh, Larry Fedork, another guest on our program, is filling in this week. If you ever wondered what uh, all the fuss is about, whenever we talk about how great Larry was on the radio, if you're in the uh, Kitchener area or online, listen to City News 570 in Kitchener. All this week, Larry's doing his radio show from uh, 10 to 2. Right on. It is right on. Right on. Way to go, <laughs> Okay. All right, Pops. I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I know an hour and 41 minutes of work is a lot for us these days. He needs a nap now. Oh, dude, I'm going to need a nap. Uh, in the meantime, we will see you all tomorrow. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Architect Outdoor Living, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Air Adventures, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and our newest sponsor, Stretch Lab Toronto. Liking and subscribing really helps us out. So does writing a review. So say something. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, 69 is a magic number. And Humble and Fred have a combined total life experience of 130 years. I know, I know. Considering that, you'd expect more from them. But don't. And just enjoy every goddamn day. A little up the road from the habitations in the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?